Dave and Derek's top five things. A delightful review of what we got done on our morning yes, show. It is a delight. I mean, that's the hope. It's like, uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the goal as we start this thing. It's sunny. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. What should we call it? You, sunny D&D. <laughs> what an awful oh, look. What an awful drink. Oh, look. Mom <laughs> downloaded Sunny D&D. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, Thanks, They are Mom. so cheery. Yay. What a great attitude they have about the world. We don't have real orange juice money in this house. Oh, no, no, no. We have stuff that tastes like bile. This is the Top 5 Things podcast, and it is brought to us by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Now, this is very important to remember. Nature's Treatment is the only locally owned dispensary. Yeah, that money stays right here in the Quad Cities. Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan and Galesburg locations are open seven days a week. Both dispensaries offer recreational cannabis. But again, this is a distinction. Milan offers medicinal, including topicals for localized pain. Let's get into it with number one. One. Number one. Number one. Number one. And this should be obvious. Okay, number one. Number one. 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 Number one. And now, a Florida man story. Although this one's a little bit different from the ones we're used to giving you a Florida right Florida but that's America's way I mean this is a Florida man who's obviously in the news for for being a little bit different but no one's getting arrested in this story this is not a story where somebody has got methamphetamine stored somewhere on their person and they have no idea how it got there that's our standard Florida man story this is a little bit different a guy in Largo Florida has a dream, and his dream is he would like to collect one million copies of the movie Titanic on VHS. (laughs) It's his favorite movie. J.D. keeps adding more and more VHS copies of Titanic to his collection. How big a place does he live in? Like... Yeah, a million copies on VHS does seem like it would occupy quite a bit of space. He says, you know, Titanic is best on VHS. September 1st, 1998, take the voyage home. That's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. And that's what I was playing on the VCR. I was watching this thing over and over again. And the more people learn about this guy's collection the more tapes he receives from all over the country and indeed the world. Now, do you have a copy of Titanic? I do. It's on VHS, and I would love to send it to this guy. Go ahead. You're never going to watch it again. I'm not. I'm not. I just have to pay for the shipping to get to his house. Well, do it. I think I might. You should. There's a big box of VHS tapes somewhere in the basement. I know Titanic is in there, yeah. and I know it's there because it, this was one of those deals in the late 90s where, they, you know, they had, like, the Columbia House thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was the featured movie of the month, and I never sent it back. Uh. And my wife would not let, she let me have it forever. It's like, you going to watch Titanic, are you? You going to cry watching your Titanic on your VHS? Oh, she just let me have it. I was like, I'll send it back. You won't. You love that movie. Oh, yeah. It, it was a real sore spot for a couple of months. Well, get And ready. then, like, 
I would have it in my uh, apartment. With this is before we were living together. Yeah. So I'd have that thing where it's like all my my yeah, VHS. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Like, I'm a very interesting fellow. Look at that. I got a Blues Brothers on VHS. There's uh-huh. the jerk, and then she'd be like, "And look, everybody, he's got Titanic. It's a two tape collection." Because the movie was so long, they couldn't get it on one VHS. Or did I get some sort of Supreme Edition? I don't know. I know it's somewhere in the basement. <laughs> yes, you got the edition that had the Supremes in it. Right? <laughs> then when I moved in with my wife, it was like, okay, we'll put all of our uh, our CDs and, and VHSs oh, no. together. Oh, like, no. That's not going on a shelf. No. You go put no, that no, somewhere you're else. Not, you're, not, you're not mixing your stuff in with my stuff. We're not having people think that, because people are going to assume that I bought the Titanic tape. They need to know you did, Titanic boy. I did. I bought it on accident. I don't know what you want me to do. I never. You didn't buy it even. It was just a just a matter of laziness. Well, yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't say I wanted Titanic. They sent it to the house, and then I canceled my subscription as soon as I could because this is this is not what. But how I, big was a place into. does this guy live in? I mean, he, does he live? Does he live where the Heat play basketball? Does he? How much room do you need? He says... Does he live at Disneyland? He says, I checked that P.O. box. I mean... Disney World? I got to fill the car up because there was so much Titanic, baby. I'm trying to get to one million. He says... Okay, having said... He, sa- he says, we are so close to that one million. Really? Want to guess how many copies of Titanic he has on VHS? 800. No, more than 800. He says, I'm trying to, quote, I'm trying to get to 1 million. We have 2,467 right now, so we are so close to that 1 million. It's going to take a few lifetimes. (laughs) You got 2,500 copies, and you're saying. That's a lot. We're so close. We're so close to our goal of a million VHS tapes of Titanic. Okay, it says here, don't forget, Titanic includes two VHS tapes. So that's the version that I know is somewhere in my basement. Titanic takes two VHS tapes, which means it takes up double the space in JD's house. He which says... Part of the problem, that's part of the problem that, uh, that Jenny had. <laughs> well, yeah, the two tapes that it took up in my home were too much. He says he's eventually going to have to rent out storage. He says he even built a Titanic. I know some people. He says he built a Titanic out of all of the Titanics. He says here, quote, I go to sleep thinking about Titanic, and I wake up thinking about Titanic. (laughs) JD travels all over the country. If you ever go to lunch with this guy, (laughs) you could just be like... So what are you thinking about? <laughs> Is it Titanic? Yep. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm thinking about. You, Hey, what's this guy's name? <laughs> JD. Hey, JD. <laughs> hey, JD. You seem you seem kind of quiet. <laughs> what are you preoccupied by, buddy? What are you? You've been kind of quiet during lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know what's going on in that dome of yours, JD. <laughs> I bet I do. <laughs> you thinking about Titanic right now? <laughs> yeah. What is it that the the 
the average man at least eight times a day thinks about the Roman Empire. Have you ever heard that? That, that, that for some reason they they figure that we're always just thinking about the Roman Empire. I don't know that I spend that much time I thinking about I, it. I don't. I don't. But this guy has no room for the Roman Empire in that brain of his. I don't. JD, uh, what, what are you thinking about, man? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I was. I'm sorry. I was daydreaming. I was just uh, thinking about. What were about you daydreaming about? Mm. Just stuff. Things. Titanic stuff. I got a real sinking feeling. Every night in my dreams, I see you. I wonder if one of the things he does. That's his ringtone, yeah? One of the things he does, like every day, uh huh, is take like an ice cold bath. <laughs> And has like a little tiny raft <laughs> that floats in the water above him. I mean, too tiny for him to get in. Hey, why is there a door on the ceiling in your bathroom? <laughs> for reasons. I don't know. I just, I like the look. JD travels all over the country searching thrift stores, flea markets, and garage sales. Well, help for, him out then. For copies of Titanic. Help him out. He says, quote, you can't escape this movie. Everyone had it. Your grandma had it. Your mom, your dad, whoever, someone in your family had this movie. You need it. He says he's already spent thousands of dollars on the hobby. And he says, quote, I will go into debt for this gladly because it is well worth it. <laughs> Just bring it in here and they'll mail it for you. The majority of his collection consists of standard and widescreen, but he does have an ultra rare screener version. Quote, it took me about a year to find this one. It's in great condition. You were probably Just looking for something you didn't even know existed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. People are pointing out on the text line here, this guy's name is JD? Leonardo DiCaprio's character is Jack Dawson. Yeah, Did this character change his name? Or maybe that's just his nickname. He says, quote, my sunshine, my cream to my coffee. That's just the man, the legend. You know him. He's Jack Dawson. You need it. Among the shelves of Titanic VHS tapes, you'll find Jack Dawson's in all sizes and shapes. He says, look at this one. I call it Jack to the future. He's a more futuristic Jack Dawson. Did they make like little figurines or dolls? Did they have like the Jack I don't think so. Like action figures? Yeah, action figures. I don't think so, but man, they must have. I mean, that movie was huge. What was that movie that had uh, um, the, oh, the big Schwarzenegger one that had the kid in it? Last Action Hero. No. Terminator. Oh, yeah. Termi Who, who's the kid in Terminator? Which one? Are you talking the, about the Terminator character. 2? Uh, John Connor. John Connor. Uh-huh. They had John Connor action figures. Yeah, they did. Jack Dawson action. Figures. I'm sure they do. He says, uh, quote, I also have the world's largest collection of the Titanic soundtrack on compact disc. Ripley's Believe It or Not took me in, and I will be in the next book. All of this newfound fame, it says here, is really just the tip of the iceberg. 
Easy now. He never loses sight of his ultimate goal. One million copies of Titanic on VHS. Yeah. If you want to send him tapes, uh, it's J.D. Care of P.O. Box 5355, Largo, Florida, 33779. There you go. You know what, Darren? I'm going to do this today. Yeah. I'm going to... Help him out. You're just gonna you're gonna put a smile on some guy's face. Well, and I'll here's the more important thing. I'll finally get rid of that damn after thirty years. And you can let him know about it. Right? Let him know about it. Hey, I want I want you to have this. Uh, this tape has brought me nothing but misery. It's it's never been watched. Right? It's perfect. It's in its original wrapper. I think I took it out of the shrink wrap for Display purposes. Oh, no. <laughs> well, because I had it on my shelf with all my tapes, you know. Well, I understand for display purposes. <laughs> it might be in the shrink rack. Hell, I don't know. It's in there somewhere. Well, go find it. I'm going to. I'm going to send this guy this this VHS tape. You're going to make his day. I mean, he's so close to a million. And you'll feel. With 2,000. Think about how much lighter you're going to feel. Well, yes, uh, th- that VHS tape of Titanic that I've had for 25 years, it no longer sparks joy. It must, it must go. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I, I'm, I am kind of in this pattern of actively declutter. I am actively decluttering some stuff. Well, you're getting to that age. Uh, well, there it is. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Number two. I know how much you love this story, and I love it too. The chief financial officer at Red Lobster is saying that the Mm -hmm. endless shrimp deal cost them millions. Quote, it didn't work. End quote. The ultimate endless shrimp deal. We underestimated people. I was not not aware this was happening. Did you know this was happening? Oh, yeah. And yet you didn't go to Red Lobster. Um, You're someone who enjoys a deal. Well, but I mean, it's been going. They do it a lot. Well, they made it permanent. It's something that they would do from time to time. Oh, now it's permanent? The ultimate endless shrimp deal reeled in too many hungry customers, and now Red Lobster is just starting to to turn the tide after reporting millions in operating losses. Back in June, Red Lobster turned its historically limited time yeah. Special yeah. into a permanent menu fixture. How permanent? The spe- Well, it can't, it, it can't be permanent. Permanent. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's permanent. The special offered diners the option to choose two types of shrimp dishes, unlimited, for just twenty dollars, with a side, of course, of Red Lobster's famous Cheddar Bay biscuits. Those biscuits are delicious, but those are for, that's for suckers. Well, that it sounds like your. They want you to load up it, on bread. It sounds like your son talking. That's right. that? Well, that's who told me this. I know it. <laughs> While the move certainly accomplished getting more customers into Red Lobsters, four percent year over year, the company posted an operating loss of over eleven million dollars in Boom. its third quarter. Well, they fired the guy that had the endless crab. Right. How have they not learned this? They've already gone through this before. 
I mean, couldn't you just do uh, just, just do it every so often? They lost $11 million in the third quarter with the discounted offer contributing to that loss. According to Red Lobster's Thailand-based parent company, the Thai Union Group. I guess I was not aware that Red Lobster was owned by a company out of Thailand. Were you aware of that? No, I, can't, I can't say that I was. It used to be Darden Restaurants. Now it's the Thai Union Group that owns uh, the Red Lobsters. Going to do it Thai guy style? You got it. Last month, Thai Union Group reported that Red Lobster had higher losses from operations than expected. On its latest earnings call, the company's CFO, Ludovic Regis-Henri Garnier. Although $11 million in a quarter, I mean, it's not good. (laughs) But it doesn't sound as catastrophic as some things. This CFO, the chief financial officer, Ludovic Regis-Henri Garnier, says that the company was not aware the initial price deal was so cheap. How could you not know? You're the ones in charge. Seems like something you should know, bro. Then who was making this decision? We had no idea. $20 for all the shrimp you monsters could eat? We had no idea that was a good deal. We didn't know. What do we know? We live in Thailand. You know, 20 bucks will buy you here a house. Oh, they they won't stop eating all the shrimp. Take it, take it easy. Take it easy with twenty dollars to buy a house. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. You're right. That that probably wasn't fair. Comes <laughs> off. Our apologies to our listeners in Thailand. Consider yourself sing. The sing of the day. <laughs> well, how else can oh, I explain the oh, fact I understand. that it's, a multinational corporation that owns Red Lobster, for yeah, no, crying out loud, has no idea yeah. that $20 for all-you-can-eat yeah. shrimp is an incredible bargain, no. and you're going to lose. No, I, I understand it's hyperbole. Right. I was... But. But still. <laughs> you're, you're right. I, I went a little too far there, and I would like to issue an apology uh, to everyone listening uh, in Thailand. That was, uh, that was a low blow, and it was not called for. <laughs> the company says that their ultimate endless shrimp yes. was a key factor in the financial misstep, and they have since raised the deal from $20, it's still on the menu. Well, but we're going to charge more. That's one way of doing it. That's it. That's one way of rectifying this. If we're going to keep it, yeah. we're just going to have to charge more. Okay. So it was $20. Now, all you can eat shrimp. Now what? Now, what do you think? $21. 25 Well, okay. Well, that's that's quite an increase. All, all 670 Red Lobsters are now charging $25. 20, $24.99. Okay. They say uh, they expect, when it's all said and done at the end of 2023, they expect that they'll lose $20 million. Even with the increase, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, restaurants have been having a hard time getting the seats filled. The margins aren't great in a restaurant to begin with. And then you've got overhead operational costs. That's a tough racket. Yeah. Right? It doesn't seem like... That is a tough racket. Right. That That is not easy. 
still 25 bucks for all-you-can-eat shrimp. Oh, I think I can make that work. I th- you're darn right you could. I'd pay 25 bucks for all-you-can-eat cheddar biscuits, for crying out loud. You have. I, in fact, I have. And so. you also have some rental properties in <laughs> Thailand. That's right. So, is, is, because I, I thought Olive Garden and Red Lobster were owned by the same company, that that's no longer the case? Or are they? Hmm. They, they spun off, okay, they spun off Red Lobster from that Darden restaurants. Okay. Okay, that happened, I guess that happened 10 years ago. They're not involved with the good people at Yum. Three. <laughs> All right, number three. Number three. 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 I do have one quick story I wanted to share with you, though. This is a, a gentleman in Vietnam who shows up at the Cuba Friendship Hospital in Dong Hoi. He goes to the hospital because he says, I got these terrible headaches. Hmm. And there's vision loss. And there's also fluid that's been coming out of my nose for the last couple of months. You mean you got a runny nose? Yes, but you really shouldn't have a runny nose for a couple of months. Probably not. A runny nose tends to take care of itself after, I don't know, a day, two, three, four days, right? This guy's 35 years old. The doctors are asking him a bunch of questions. They say, can you think of anything that might have happened to you that would have caused this? He says, no, I can't think of anything. They arrange for a CAT scan, and when they take a look at the CAT scan... Something pretty eye-opening revealed itself. Yeah, you got something in there? Two foreign objects protruding from his nose into his brain. Those objects were chopsticks that had somehow been shoved up this guy's nose. You don't remember that, huh? After doing some thinking, the man recalled a drunken brawl he'd been in five months earlier that oh, yeah. sent him to the emergency room. Some guy shoved chopsticks up his nose? Well, I mean, it was in Vietnam, so uh, I guess that makes a little bit more sense that if you're I mean, it was. It, it's. I mean, chopsticks are long enough that if you stuck them in someone's nose, yeah, it's like they'd go all the way to the back of your skull. Oh yeah. Well, sounds like that's what happened here. Oh wait. Oh. oh yeah. How did that not kill you? After doing some thinking, the man recalled the drunken brawl he'd been in five months earlier that sent him to the emergency room. Doctors back then found nothing seriously wrong with him. But this patient says he now thinks the person that he fought likely sent the chopsticks into his skull that night. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, probably. You know, now that I think about it. I don't know who that is. The man was left bemused at the fact that he'd had something shoved up his nose and not realized it. He got a real kick out of it. Doctors were similarly thrown... The head of the neurosurgery department is calling the case very rare. The surgeons were able to remove the chopsticks via endoscopic surgery through the man's nose, combined with a microsurgery to close his cranial fistula. He was soon deemed to be in stable condition, and they let this guy go home. Well, they did. You know, they used the opening that was already there. No incision is needed. No. We'll yank those chopsticks right out for you. No. Oh, that feels better. Oh, that does feel better. Oh, 
just to not have Relief. the runny, to not have the runny nose, to not have pieces of my brain falling out of my nose for five months. It's such a relief. Thank you, everyone here at the Cuba Friendship Hospital in Donghai. Now that I think about it, I did get in a drunken fight five months ago. It's possible a guy shoved some chopsticks up my nose. Huh, that's weird. Chopsticks, huh? Hmm. So you got in a fight like in a Chinese or in a Chinese restaurant? Did they not use chopsticks to eat in Vietnam? Or Vietnam, yeah, Vietnam. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they got chopsticks. I mean, imagine, yeah, they're they're probably same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Asian uh, Asian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Four. 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 Dave and Darren, this is real alternative radio planet ninety-three point nine. Cloudy skies today, and it is going to be warm, a high near 60. We are locally owned, we are fiercely independent, and we are real alternative radio. That means alternative music. It also means from time to time we think it's important to share alternative points of view. We are trying to serve this community, the Quad Cities, with maybe some ideas that are outside of the mainstream Unpopular opinions, if you have one you'd like to share. Mm-hmm. The text line is 563-223-8355. Unpopular opinions. Ready? Mm-hmm. A honeymoon needs to happen within a week of the wedding if it's going to be a honeymoon. Ideally, a honeymoon should begin days after the wedding. First glow. Planning a wedding is so stressful. The event is stressful. Emotions are high. And it's such an intense day. Emotions in are high? Yeah. Emotions, sure. Everyone just settle down. Going away right away on a honeymoon yeah, yeah. adds to the magic. Uh-huh. You get to finally relax. No more dealing with your parents, your in-laws, your crazy uncle, your drunk cousins. You get to really celebrate your new life with your spouse before having to go back to your routine life. I keep hearing from friends and coworkers that they're going on a honeymoon a month after they get married or mm-hmm. several months later. That's not a honeymoon, buddy. That's a vacation with your spouse. Yeah. Once you start working again, meal prepping, doing your workout routine, and hanging out with friends, that's it. You're just living your normal life again, but now with a spouse. You cannot reclaim the feeling of just finishing your wedding weeks or months later. If you can't make it work for financial or logistical reasons, so be it. But if you travel three months after your wedding, don't call that it, ain't a honeymoon. Don't call it's it a honeymoon. It's just a vacation. Is, is that more popular? That's probably more popular than it used to be, right? I mean, back in the day, like if you're talking in the 40s, 50s, whatever, yeah. that honeymoons did happen right away? Yeah. I mean. That was, and you're off to Niagara Falls. Tom- yeah, you're, you're, and you're leaving tomorrow. And you're leaving tomorrow. Right, right. And, uh. And the baby will be here in nine months. Oh, well, yeah, that was. <laughs> that's, that's how we have to do this in uh, Eisenhower's 1950s. Yeah, th- these babies are booming. We yeah, gotta, right, we got a boom, baby, boom. Keep, keep cranking them out. Unpopular opinions. Cops pulling people over to give them a turkey is cruel, and it's an abuse of power. The town I grew up in used to stop. Does that happen to people? It says the town I grew up in used to stop people just to say hi and then give them a blender and lunch or something. Sure, give law-abiding citizens a heart attack and then a hot dog and a toaster. Don't these cops have anything better to do? If I got pulled over and a cop gave me a hot dog, 
be the greatest day of my life. The hot dog was in the toaster? I don't know. I get was... a, I get a toaster, and there's a hot dog wrapped up in inside the toaster? Gosh, I felt like I was doing the speed limit. Oh, no, you were. I have a brand new toaster for you and this hot dog that we keep warm in a squad car. I've got a toaster dog for you. Thank you. It's the greatest use of public resources maybe of all time. Pay no attention to what I've got going on in this car. Unpopular opinion. Putting on perfume after smoking makes you smell worse. You put on perfume after you have a cigarette or some weed, it does not make you smell better or cover up the smell. It makes you smell even worse, and it brings even more attention to you. Elvis never wore cologne. Why is that? I don't know. He didn't need to, I guess. Because he was Elvis. Well, I won't want to smell like anything other than Elvis. There's nothing worse than getting into an elevator or a confined space with a smoker who thinks they can cover the smell with an overpowering perfume or Febreze or something. Makes me want to vomit. Now, I know that I don't hang out with a lot of people. You sure don't. It's a bit of an understatement. I don't smell people wearing a lot of perfume and cologne. Do you? Not like you used to. Yeah, I don't I don't smell it. Yeah. I think people are it's like, "Yeah, I just got out of the shower. I I, you know, the soap is just fine, isn't it?" I will occasionally smell somebody who reeks of cigarette smoke or weed. Yeah, more so than perfume. And, and more often than not, I smell them at a distance that I can't believe I'm able to smell them at. It's, I'm not getting into a lot of elevators with people. No. But, like, if I'm at one end of the bread aisle and you're at the other end and I can smell either or, I wonder, like, how is, that, how is that possible? Of, I don't smell perfume and cologne on people at the store. So it's not like I'm... Well, because you're not, not, you're not going up behind them and sniffing their well, neck. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> smelling uh, the back of their aren't you? Aren't you ears. wonderful? Don't you just smell like a big plot of heaven? Big plot of heaven? <laughs> Get off, man. Ah. That's, where, that's where someone's going to throw an elbow. And rightfully so. Unpopular opinions. Calisthenics are easier if you're short. <laughs> I see a lot of these elite calisthenic guys who put out crazy numbers like 300 push-ups in 10 minutes with good form, full range of motion. And without using momentum. But they're always short dudes. Mm -hmm. If you include using momentum rather than controlled reps, a few tall guys can reach that feat. But otherwise, it's near impossible. Look, I'm 6'1", and I could definitely do 210 minutes following those strict standards. 200 what? Push-ups, I'm guessing. In a minute? 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. I'm 6'1". I could definitely do 200 push-ups in 10 minutes following those strict standards which is average for heavy lifters. But for taller guys, it's a lot better than average. And now I think about it, for weightlifting, the opposite probably rings true at the more elite stages. <laughs> well, yes, if you're talking about the elite stage. <laughs> <laughs> elite stages of calisthenics I mean, or lifting. Listen, are we talking elite? Unpopular. Can you touch your head if you're sitting down, or even as a kid? Yeah. At any time in your life. Yes, sir. Could you sit down on the ground with your legs sticking out mm -hmm. and touch your head to your knee? Sure. You could? Yeah. Oh, boy. See, never. At Even one point in my life, I, I don't, I, 
highly doubt I could do it these days, but sure. I, I've never been able to even come close. No, I can remember the sensation of my kneecap being right here. Nope. Oh, yeah. Can't do it. No? Unpopular opinion, it makes more sense to eat pizza crust first. Full disclosure, I've been doing this since I was a child. Does it, do they cut it off or just eat it? In my house, I wasn't allowed to get another slice of pizza if I didn't finish my crust. Yeah. Which are my least favorite part of a pizza. Uh huh. So I just started eating it backwards. I'd what do you the, think of this? I'd get the crust over with first and then chase it with the actual pizza. I've been eating pizza like this now for over a decade. Make and you, make everybody you. hates seeing me do it, I but I don't understand why anybody would choose to end their pizza eating experience with bread. I love the fact that everyone hates watching me do it. <laughs> I do this, I eat and this. it drives people crazy. I eat this. But I will continue to do it. Because, you know why? Because these were the rules of my family, and I'm going to have another piece of pizza. But I eat this pizza like I'm some sort of reptile. Like I'm a... You're a grown-up. You you don't have people telling you how to eat pizza anymore. You can do whatever you want. I understand. I just like getting the crust over with. I like getting crust. And everyone hates watching me do it. I love the idea <laughs> of considering you do the crust first and the rest of the pizza is for you, in your words here, a chaser. <laughs> I'm going to chase the crust. Unpopular opinion. Twix is the worst candy of all time. I loved Twix growing up. During high school, I'd get a Twix after lunch every Friday. Pop it in your mouth, and the chocolate just melts in your mouth. The caramel stretches and falls in your fingers. The cookie was crunchy. Well, they messed it all up. Oh, they've changed it? Nowadays, it feels like these batches of Twix are all a year old. The chocolate has a weird texture. The caramel is always hard, and the cookie is stale. Used to be in love with it. Mm-hmm. I bought a mixed candy bag to give to the kids for Halloween this year. Uh-huh. In it were some snack-sized Twix, brand new, sealed in the back, and they were all stale. What do you mean brand new? So I decided to buy a new Twix box, and guess what? Stale all again. of them were stale, too. Twix has become the worst candy. Whatever they did with the worst, the new formula or at the factory... Whoever did this needs to be fired. Twix has officially became the worst candy. Mainly because... What do you mean officially? They taste taste and feel old now. Wait a minute. Apparently they feel they have some sort of... I don't know that you have the authority. Certification. Yeah, I could... I run the Bureau of Terrible Candy Bars, and it's official. Uh Uh-huh. Unpopular opinion. David Bowie was a bad singer. I have to preface preface this by saying that I'm a big fan of David Bowie's music. I think the guy was a very creative person. His characters and personas were next-level great. His music was very thought-provoking for the most part, particularly his last album, Black Star, which is my personal favorite. The last record's your favorite? Yeah, that's what they're saying here. It helps that the production for his music was top-notch. Everything sounded great. But my God, David Bowie's voice... Sometimes it's like nails on a chalkboard. The guy just did not have a good singing voice. (laughs) I can overlook it because of other quality aspects of his music and his presentation, 
But he really should not be praised as one of the great singers of all time because he just wasn't. Bowie was a dreadful singer. Listen to a David Bowie song and tell me with a straight face and an honest heart that he has a good voice. Honest heart. <laughs> you know what I need more? <laughs> you know what I need out of you more than anything? And, and this goes for everybody. A straight face and an honest I heart? I need your honest heart. It's all subjective, of course. But if you were to tell me that you think David Bowie has a good voice, I'd probably think you were lying to me and lying to yourself. <laughs> You're lying to yourself, America. Be honest with your heart. Uh-huh. Last one, our unpopular opinion. They say here, orange juice tastes better when it's heated. It gives off cozy... Cidery vibes. Yeah, I suppose. Don't get me wrong. I suppose you could do that. I mean, if you wanted to, once the fall season makes its way here, mm -hmm. all of a sudden just start heating up your orange juice. Don't get me wrong. I would also choose hot coffee over hot OJ. But if the choice is simply between cold orange juice or piping hot OJ, well, now that's a tougher choice. Can I offer you a nice hot glass of orange juice? Well, the thing about it is, if you give... You gotta some... get locked up for saying stuff like this. Well, not only that, you might get a... Yeah, because if, if you gave somebody a piping hot glass of orange juice and they guzzled it thinking it's cold because orange juice always is chilled, yeah. you'd kill somebody. <laughs> Damn! Can you imagine the look you would give somebody if all of a sudden you just... Why is this orange Why is this hot? piping hot? Oh, I like it that way. Well, you got to tell somebody that. It's one thing to give someone a cup of coffee and you don't have to tell them, hey, look out, it's hot. But orange juice, you do. Well, uh, doctor said third degree burns all the way down my esophagus. Although <laughs> the doctor said third degree... I won't have they my... You and your idiot hot OJ. I won't have my voice back for two years, they say. <laughs> and even then, it won't be a voice that you recognize. I'm writing down how disappointed I am in you and your hot OJ on this whiteboard <laughs> with this tri-erase marker. You idiot. They Don't serve this to they people. They use the term scalded. <laughs> Those were some unpopular opinions. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Number five. 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 Number five. We have found on this show that animals do the darndest things. It's true. And we love to chronicle their hilarious hijinks and exploits with a segment we call Dave and Darren's Animal Farm. Today would have been Sammy Davis Jr.'s birthday. How old? I think he'd be 98 today. I miss you, Sammy. Every day, Samula. Every day. Good Lord, man. All right, we've got some animal stories. Your host is uh, the charming and delightful... Old Uncle Darren. Oh, little snot-nosed Davy. Oh, I can't wait to hear what these animals are up to this week, Darren. 
let's get started in California where a cabin owner noticed that her deer statue was damaged. Hmm. A statue. Is the deer statue going to be all right? Touch my deer statue. Yeah, it's not an animal. It's a statue of an animal. Somebody had broken this thing's legs. Dolores Eastman Runty says that the statue's legs were broken when she returned to her cabin. Intentionally? It's exactly. It's like, what is this, some sort of sabotage? Is this a, a, an attention getter? Right? Vandalism of some sort? Well, she checks the footage from her ring security camera. And you're probably already ahead of us on this one. The damage was done not by malicious teenagers or some anti-authority miscreant. No, the footage shows an amorous male deer approaching the statue Uh-oh. and attempting to mate with it. Uh-oh. She said another deer, possibly the same buck, returned a week later for a second try with the statue. That resulted with the animal and the fake deer both tumbling to the ground. I'll tumble for you. (laughs) Is the deer going to be all right? It's probably uh, more embarrassed than any of us. A little morning wood. Goldfish. Feral goldfish are now a menace in the Great Lakes. Yeah, feral goldfish. Roughing up the other goldfish? That's what they're saying. They're saying that these feral goldfish in the Great Lakes are a menace. The man's a menace, and the goldfish too. They say tiny goldfish might look cute in a fishbowl on your shelf, but when you release them into the wild, they grow to a terrifying size and become a menace to the ecosystem. They eat pretty much anything and everything. They root up plants, causing the water to become cloudy and dark. And these feral goldfish are reproducing and growing so quickly that there's not one predator in the Great Lakes area that can stop them. Feral goldfish... He can't be stopped. He's too crazy. ...have been invading much of North America, it says here. Their numbers in the last couple decades have been... Rising rapidly. So if you're dumping an unwanted fish, first of all, don't do that. These stormwater ponds where people are dumping unwanted fish end up going into the waterways, and then you end up with these, again, feral goldfish causing problems for everybody. You can't stop him. He's too insane. Exactly. Exactly. Goldfish may seem small and vulnerable, but they are actually very good invaders. They're hardy, they're adaptable, they're able to survive and thrive under a wide range of temperature and oxygen conditions that a lot of native species can't handle. Can't do it. Yeah. They just got done looking for these things, and they were able to capture in just one afternoon 19 large goldfish, each of them a foot long and weighing up to three pounds. Jeez, Louise. Big fish. Hey, there uh, is a story here. Big fish, little fish. (laughs) Give her back her daughter, feral goldfish. We do have a Florida story that's... uh, Florida. Not your typical Florida man story, but a Florida gator story. A rare, in fact, they're saying beyond rare, white alligator was born at a Florida park. 
Gatorland Orlando announcing on Facebook that the hatchling of a white alligator is the first solid white alligator to be documented since a nest of this type of gator were discovered in Louisiana 36 years ago. They say here it is beyond rare. It is absolutely extraordinary and the first one in the world. You know who would have been interested in that? A white alligator? Yeah. Who? You know. I genuinely don't know. Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> that would be magic. See them. We've got to have them. <laughs> this is a, a specific type of alligator that they call a leucistic alligator. And leucistic alligators, it's a rare genetic condition in alligators. It causes white coloration. But usually it's like a patch or a splotch of white. Yeah. This thing is white from head to, to you know, toe. Tail. Yeah. Tail. The female baby and her normal colored brother will be on public display early next year there at uh, Gatorland Orlando. If you're dying to see a white alligator. In New Jersey, police had to chase down a pig. A pig's name is uh, Albert Einswein. Must be a really smart pig. Mm -hmm. Deptford Township, New Jersey. The police department saying here in a Facebook post that officers had to respond to an area on a report of a loose pig. A video shared by the police department shows an officer chasing the pig into a road while trying to get a rope around the pig's neck. An officer is seen in the footage yelling at the pig, quote, we're all friends here. <laughs> Police department saying four-year-old Albert Einswein was found to have escaped from the new Sharon section of Deptford Township. Uh, this post, again, from the police department says here, quote, sometimes the jokes just write themselves. And finally... In our animal farm this week, a Texas woman finds a possum lounging in her Christmas tree. Hello. <laughs> it's not George Jones, is it? Imagine you're just sitting in your living room marveling at your magnificent Christmas tree. And one of your ornaments, you notice, is staring right back at you. And then the ornament <laughs> sneezes. What would you do? Well, if you look right there, you can see that little critter. That is what happened to a TikTok user. Take a listen. I am literally freaking out right now. I have no idea how this possum got in my house and up into my tree. And I'm trying to get him out, but it will not let me. And I just don't know what to do. I don't know how I got in here. I don't leave my doors open. Somebody help. The TikTok user says she has three dogs and a cat. So when she heard that first sneeze, well, she thought it was one of them, but they weren't in the room. The possum then sneezed again louder this time as she was lounging on her couch. And that is when she saw it. The possum's long rat-like tail. And then she saw the rest of the little critter just staring back at her. She panicked, as you heard in that video. Uh, then she bravely got some gloves and struggled to get the possum out of the tree as she- Let me go get my possum gloves. I know what to do. Tried to get the possum out of the tree. It scurried under her couch. 
she eventually prevailed and was able to actually release the possum outside. She is brave. And chances are that possum was maybe a stowaway that was kind of tucked tucked in the tree when she first got it. Yeah, it, well, that was the possum's house before it was a Christmas tree. Yeah. But now he's got a taste for Christmas. He'll be back. <laughs> I'll call him Sneezy. I really... Is it weird? I have a taste for the holidays now. That's all I want for Christmas. I want to see a possum sneeze. I think that might be the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. You think he was sneezing to like all the garland and the tinsel in there? Or? I could probably go to Spencer's Gifts and buy something that is that is a possum sneeze. Here. Possum sneezed in this jar. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. This is the greatest Christmas ever. Merry Crimble. There's your possum sneeze. Oh, thank you. It's just what I wanted. I'd like to see Breathe it, it in deep. I don't, I don't want to breathe in possum sneeze i want to see it happen Sneezed again i don't want a possum sneeze for christmas i want to see <laughs> sounds like you do it. is the possum gonna be all right yeah, i think so yeah no he's know. fine and that's dave and Darren's animal farm I didn't think it'd be like this. That was the top five things, and I dare say it was a delight. Yes. We followed through on that promise we made at the beginning of the show. Oh, that's right. We did make a promise. Remember that? All those minutes ago? Until we get a chance to do this for you again, we want to thank our sponsor, of course, Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Yeah, they have the largest menu in Illinois of, of what they offer. A wide selection of products for recreational use, including flour, vapes, edibles, and more. If you're on the Illinois side, do this. Sign up for your medical cannabis card through leafwell.com and receive coupons and discounts. Hang loose, you kooks! And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Boy, yeah, we keep it in lock. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. It, it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Okay, bye. Stop making noise. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.